definitely sometimes when I'm like, okay, my nine to five was paying me much more. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing as much work either. So why the heck am I doing this, right? But um, I think what I treasure more is um, having that faith and that vision ultimately that I know, uh, you know, this hard work will actually pay off uh, now or later. And uh, I do enjoy that flexibility, to be honest, right? So um, that flexibility of, okay, I don't want to work uh, on Monday, but I don't mind putting those hours when I need to um, on a Saturday or a Sunday. So that flexibility uh, is something that I truly treasure. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today my guest is a creative entrepreneur from my local city here in the toronto gta area and i'm so excited to have her on the show welcome to priya to the podcast how are you doing today great i'm doing amazing fantastic angelica how are you i'm doing awesome despite of this weather that we're going yeah. through <laughs> I'm feeling great. Um, You know, I'm glad everything's good, but let's talk about you. So please introduce yourself to my listeners. Absolutely. We'll do. So hello, everybody. My name is Supriya Mehera. And uh, as Angelica mentioned, um, I am in Toronto, actually a suburb closer to Toronto in Burlington. And uh, we came, I came here from India. That's my uh, home country about 20 years ago. And I came with my parents, got settled here and, uh, you know, lots of uh, education and stuff like that. I got my CPA and uh, did that for a number of years before I decided to get into entrepreneurship. 2016 is when I went into uh, my creative business design mantra and event and uh, wedding design and production firm here locally. Um, And uh, we have been full time since then. Uh, Lots of stories, which I'm sure we will be sharing over our discussion right now. Um, And uh, yeah, that's that's short version of who I am and what I do. Well, yeah, I cannot wait to get into it because you've got so much and you've done a lot, especially during these crazy times that we're going through. So inspired by your story and how you were able to pivot. But with the whole wedding business, I know a lot has been affected a lot of people had to reschedule. It's been, it's been crazy. And from your side of things, how hard has it really been? Like we see how hard it is, but how hard has it been for yourself? And also those future brides and grooms who are just like, we just want to get married and have our ceremony. 
Yes, it's been definitely challenging to say the least. Like I'm sure everybody else is facing this as well. But I find, um, you know, members of small business owners, especially industries which have been hit quite hard with this would be tourism, hospitality, and including ours in our industry too. So um, financially, business-wise, it has definitely suffered quite substantially. Um, and, you know, with kids being at home, majority of the time, uh, you're trying to manage survive in your business, along with managing your young kids, if you have any, along with that, your partner working from home, it's a total chaos a lot of times, right? So um, mentally, financially, physically, emotionally, it's been exhausting because there has been very few positive news from all around. Our clients are stressed. We are trying to support them, be their uh, support and, uh, you know, giving them counsel and stuff like that wherever we can. And obviously, our kids need that emotional support, too. So trying to be there whenever they need us and, uh, you know, trying to balance it out, I think, has been super challenging. It has been really hard. Um, try to implement a few things. And I'm thankful that a couple of times when we were not in the lockdown, we were able to do, you know, small little getaways just to the beach or just uh, kind of incorporating daily walks and stuff like that. And having that personal family, family time, family connection. So I've been you know, blessed to have that, but um, definitely it's been very challenging. And I think I can attest that for, through, for throughout the community. And we all see that. Say, for example, uh, one of my clients is supposed to get married next week. And just with the announcement that came today, that starting Monday, um, it's literally 10 people allowed indoors for a wedding, whereas they were allowed uh, at 15% capacity, 34, up to 50 people. Um, so they are trying to scramble in. And right before we were about to jump on the call today, uh, the planner called in and asked if we could do it on a Sunday because that would then, you know, help them uh, bring on 35, 50 people. So you can imagine how much um, uncertainty there is out there and how difficult it must be, um, not just for the couples, but their families and every vendor or anybody who is involved in that. Wow, that is crazy. And I cannot picture myself getting married either 2020 or 2021 and trying to figure out what is next and what's going to happen. But I would even, you know, say beginning of 2022, like until we know uh, for sure that mm -hmm. things are kind of easing out, like my advice is just don't plan anything. Right now. <laughs> um it's really hard. Like don't travel, uh, don't plan travels. Like I know I was speaking to a few people who were even thinking to do provincial, uh, like just look, not locally, but within Canada travel uh, in summer. But guess what? Even that's on the table now that inter-provincial travel will be restricted as well. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And now for your business, when you started that, I'm pretty sure there was some sort of journey hurdle that you had to go through because there's a lot of competition, especially being in the city. There's 4 million people. And then outside of the city, there's a lot more people and everyone's competing with each other doing the same thing. How were you able to strive into that business knowing like there's so many people that 
do the similar thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was definitely a steep learning curve for me because before I jumped into entrepreneurship full time, um, I was a regular nine to five um, and I enjoyed that as well, to be honest. Um, you know, I was in finance. I, I hold a CPA designation. So I enjoyed, you know, working um, for uh, for the company that I was employed with. It was just a personal decision because um, my lifestyle would not have allowed me to um, help raise my young family. Like my kids were under two, two of them. And it was really hard for me to manage work and uh, you know help them with their day-to-day -day stuff as well so this seemed like a perfect alignment for me but um, and I wanted to not work uh, many hours and what I realized was I was actually working 24-7 as you can imagine especially when you are trying to build a business it's like a baby initially right uh, it needs a lot of your attention it needs a lot of resources um, and, uh, I, for me, I just had no idea, like, where do I look out at? Like, how do I even start? Like, how do I even see, for example, build connections with, uh, you know, with the vendors out there? Like, what's the best way to get those leads? And, um, like anybody else, you know, I invested in uh, a bit of advertising, bit of SEO and stuff like that only to realize what worked for me eventually was uh, serving my clients the best that I can and ultimately fostering those really good relationships with the vendors within the industry. Um, so those were the two main things. And after a while, I noticed that, um, you know, mainly our work was coming through word of mouth. Um, and it could have been through past clients. It was perhaps with the vendors that we loved working with. It was definitely a journey. In the beginning, I had no idea who my ideal client is. But as I worked more and more with uh, different kind of people, different styles that we had to produce, I was able to figure out. Uh, but it took me time. It took me time. It took me at least a couple of years to actually be confident in the vision that I had and also being confident in the type of clients I wanted to attract and what kind of brand I want to build, right? So it was a lot of trial and error. And uh, I'm sure it was, uh, it is similar story for a lot of people. It doesn't come easy, but what I can tell is that you learn from every experience and I did not let any opportunity go, at least in the beginning. I wanted to experiment with anything and everything. And that's how after a couple of years, I was able to niche it down and I know exactly who my ideal customer is. And uh, I know exactly what kind of systems and um, processes I have in place in order to attract that right client and uh, nurture those relationships going forward. Wow. And have you ever felt like, felt like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this. Like, this is crazy. Like how much work that I have to put into it. Cause like you said, you, you went from the nine to five job and then you got into this entrepreneur world and all of a sudden, yeah, it's like a baby. It's like 24 seven. You're trying to build, you're trying to network, you're trying to just, you know, like really just get yourself out there as much as possible. Did you ever feel like you wanted to give up? Um, there were def definitely some times when I'm like, okay, my nine to five was paying me much more. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing as much work either. So why the heck am I <laughs> doing this? Right. 
But um, I think what I treasure more is um, having that faith and that vision ultimately that I know, uh, you know, this hard work will actually pay off uh, now or later. And uh, I do enjoy that flexibility, to be honest, right? So um, that flexibility of, okay, I don't want to work uh, on Monday, but I don't mind putting those hours when I need to um, on a Saturday or a Sunday. So that flexibility uh, is something that I truly treasure. Um, but after that, it was to a point where, um, you know, like I said, to your question, yes, there were absolutely those times where I wanted to quit and uh, go back to a regular nine to five. But then something in your gut always tells you that, you know, just let let this pass. It'll be fine. And uh, you just move on. You just keep going. I guess that's the trick to it. You just keep persevering towards your goal. Awesome. Yeah. And definitely you have to keep going. Once you start, you got to try. You can't just give up in the first couple months. You just got to keep going because it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of work. And even for myself with podcasting, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you just don't stop. You just keep going. And yeah, I don't get, I don't make money off of it, but it's just the passion behind it will lead you to opportunities. So that's how I look at things too. And I treat it like a business. I honestly do. So thank you for sharing that. Now with this whole situation we're going through and with the wedding industry kind of just in the limbo here of like, what's, what's going to happen next? Every day changes. What did you have to do in order to keep going? I know you've got your clients still and you're trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do next? But did you have to do something else to keep afloat? Because I can imagine how hard and difficult it's been during these past two years. I absolutely did have to do something about it. So like you, I started my own podcast as well back in June. And uh, that gave me an opportunity to connect with other small business owners in the creative field. So that was exciting. Through that, I launched a small membership of, you know, under 15 people and we meet on weekly basis and we discuss things that we are facing, the challenges that you're facing. So I was able to create that community um, that was lacking within this industry. And however, having said that, a big um, thing was that it wasn't helping me pay my bills and stuff like that, right? And I was realizing that I'm continuing to deplete uh, the funds that um, thankfully the government has given to support us uh, financially, but uh, it wasn't enough for me to keep afloat. So I had to make that hard decision of um, going back into a hybrid kind of corporate world, which I am thoroughly enjoying. So I was very clear that I don't want to get into a nine to five schedule because that completely does not align with um, the lifestyle that I have with my family uh, and kids being at home. Uh, a lot of time they need, uh, you know, they need my help. So that was something that I did not want to do. And uh, with the CPA uh, accreditation, I could have easily gotten uh, like a, you know, good high paying uh, corporate job. Um but it just didn't suit what I was looking for. So this opportunity came by uh, through one of the big banks where uh, I am a part of their, I would have been a part of uh, their mortgage business, um, advising clients on uh, different mortgage products that the bank has to offer. And guess what? Having that entrepreneurial bug, this was an exact 
thing that I was looking for because now uh, I get training and help and leads from the bank itself, from the branches and stuff like that. It lets me continue um, the passion that I have for business development and also serving my clients, definitely in a different capacity, but still, um, you know, helping them in some shape or form. And in this case, helping them get their first home or possibly uh, more investments that they're trying to secure their financial future. So that's, you know, has been really exciting for for the past few months and it has definitely been helping me to pace. <laughs> that has been my recent pivot and uh, I seem to be liking it to be quite honest and I do want to continue in it and the good thing is that the design side of business has uh, I, we already have systems and processes and people in place to continue my involvement would probably be barely 15 to 20 percent. Um, of it. And I have a team who can support uh, my clients. So um, that's where I have pivoted. And I had to do that in order to, you know, support my family at this point. Well, I'm glad you were able to find something to really, you know, keep yourself afloat. Now you do this wedding stuff. Now you're doing the financial industry. Is there something else that you got that you want to do? Because it seems like it's like for myself, once I start something, I want to try this. Then I want to try that. Then I yeah. want to do this. And it's just yeah. like you get addicted and it's like, <laughs> when do you stop? So I'm curious, do you have something else that you're like, hmm, maybe I have time for this? You know what? I think uh, every personality is de definitely different. I am, like you said, very similar to you. I'm curious, right? Like I'm curious about a lot of things, but to be honest, the mortgage thing never occurred to me until the opportunity came by. So I never thought about it um, in that sense. Um, as of right now, I think I want to explore um, this business itself and see and learn more about the products and how I can offer. So my brain is very ingrained and is very consumed with, you know, taking on the information and learning quite a bit. But yeah, once I've, I feel like I've learned it a lot and I'm, uh, I've got uh, understanding of what it is, I think at that point, I will start looking into something else <laughs> because right now my brain doesn't have that capacity to do you and think about anything else <laughs> I don't know if that helps you you know if I answered your question but um, I'm sure like once I have understood and learned more about uh, what I'm offering right now I'm sure there will be something else because we grow we grow every day we grow like who I am today it would is not at all same how I was like last year, right? So we're growing every minute. No, for sure. Definitely. And it's, it's, I feel like this is also the time to try new opportunities and kind of just see how it goes. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it before we started recording how your first couple of years of business is the true testament of how you're going to succeed in the future. And if, mm -hmm. hey, if we don't get through this pandemic and we don't know how to manage and try to pivot and stuff, how will we get through like a season of downtime in yeah. your industry? So I feel like it's such a huge learning experience. You have a podcast. Please share everybody about your podcast. Absolutely. So my podcast is called Curators Club. Um, and uh, we release an episode every Tuesday and we invite um, a creative entrepreneur in this space and we discuss their journey. Uh, we have different experts that come on board as well who share their knowledge about 
many different topics from sales to marketing to uh, mindset um, to different strategies, whatever they want to share about. And even how, you know, to take care of your mental health um, law of attraction so there's so many things that we talk about so if you're interested I'd be you know really grateful if uh, you can subscribe to the podcast it's called curators club and it's on iTunes Spotify anywhere you listen to your podcast basically see you do have another project your podcast (laughs) yeah but you know what I love doing it and what I did what I do is that helps me be consistent with it is that I'll batch a lot of interviews in a span of few days like three to four days and I already have you know for next 12 to 15 weeks worth of episodes and um, so it's definitely a project but I don't feel pressured I actually enjoy doing those for sure and uh, that's something that I didn't let go and we continue to do that. No, that's great. Yeah, I do that too. The same thing. Like I, I'm fully booked until September. So yeah. <laughs> I, I interview about five to 10 people a week. And then it's just like, I, I have it there and I can actually probably go through probably next year, but there's no way I can do that. I do a five day release. So I completely understand, like, it's always good to have that batch of interviews. So you're ready to go. And then you've got the time to kind of strategize and where to put it, where you want it. So no, this is great that you've got the podcast and be able to help other businesses. And quite honestly, especially around uh, this time when I know that my kids will be home till who knows till whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not feeling pressured to record anything if I don't have to. And, um, you know, I can take that time to uh, put my resources and energy towards the thing that really matter right now. And so I've really, you know, gone down on my expectations in terms of what I can deliver because, uh my and my family's mental health and emotional health is so much more important at this time than anything else, to be quite honest, right? Like we have been going through this for a past year. And um, personally, I feel like we all are at that level that we want this to end, but we just don't know when this, that's going to happen. So yeah, that's my two cents. So if anybody's feeling like, you know, too many deadlines, too many this or that, just chill a bit and lower those expectations because we're not meant to be on this mode for a very long time. And hopefully the end is near. Yeah, especially I hope it, I hope it's near soon. Yeah. What advice could you give somebody who's on this entrepreneurship journey even before the pandemic and even after, because I know there's two different perspectives. There's a lot of different things and different parts of the world are not even experiencing a pandemic, but what advice could you give them? I think um, go into entrepreneurship with an open mind. What I would say is that um, if There are a few things. One thing that comes to me is don't just quit your job if you have that source of income coming in just to get into the world of entrepreneurship. Like start off slow, you know, always having that big, right in the beginning, that might not be possible. So even if you start slow, but being consistent on your efforts, like having that discipline that say, for example, if you have a full-time job, Um, And you can invest, I don't know, anywhere between five to 10 hours, be disciplined on spending those five to 10 hours. 
and keep on saving um, a certain amount of your money towards that fund that ultimately, say, for example, after a year, if you want to quit, uh, quit, you have that basic foundational level and you have an idea as to where you want to go. Because a lot of times what I find that people struggle is with, you know, resources are financial resources are kind of going down and they feel pressured to make those decisions ultimately, right? So have a buffer for a few months, see what looks comfortable and only then kind of quit your full-time job or go into part-time. So have a transition plan. Don't just out of the blue, quit your job and, okay, I'm deciding to start my business and, I have savings for four months, five months. Don't do that uh, because like anything else, I think it takes time to actually understand a lot of things that people don't talk about. Like, who are you going to help? What kind of offers do you have? Uh, what price range do you want to go with? And I get it. It can be tiring working on a full-time job along with, um, you know, starting off slow. But trust me, you don't want to have that financial stress on yourself, especially when you're starting your business. Okay. So um, I know everybody's situation is different, uh, but that would be my advice. And, you know, enjoy the process, like enjoy that journey. Um, you really have to take care. I used to think that working 24 seven on the business if, if is the answer to making it successful, but it's actually not. Uh, you have to take care of yourself, um, your mental, physical, and your relationships as well, to be quite honest, right? Um, so have a discipline routine. You need to take care of yourself. It's sleep enough hours so you're re-energized to uh, work on your business the next day. Don't overkill it. Um, and focus on 20% of the activities that bring on those 80% of results for you. And you will be able to figure that out, but it takes time to figure out what are those specific 20% activities that will help you get majority of your revenue. So yeah, this is my advice post pre during pandemic is uh, yeah, um, exactly what I'd mentioned. For sure. I appreciate that because, you know, a lot of people nowadays are starting businesses, which is great, very ambitious. They're trying to figure out because a lot of our jobs are still up in the air of, are we going to have one? Are we not? What do I do? Especially when people have got families to feed and a roof to take care of. Like, it's just, it's a lot, but um, you know, I really appreciate that. But what has the pandemic taught you in your whole business career? Is it patience? Because I feel like patience is a, a really good one. But how much patience could you have? But what is your, your reasoning? Yeah, I think for me, it truly is finding the silver lining throughout this. What is the, what is it that universe is trying to teach me out of this, right? And you could take it in one perspective where, oh my God, why did this happen? And, you know, you can go into that turmoil, but if you try and seek out that it's actually happening for us and not to us, you will see already that there are so many opportunities out there. Say, for example, one specific thing that comes to my mind is, 
I don't have to do a physical in-person meeting with my client the first time they're trying to meet me. I can do it over a Zoom call, okay? I don't have to travel to my studio and spend 45 minutes going there, 45 minutes coming down. So I'm actually saving that hour and a half right there. And it has really helped me to understand that Yes, being patient will help and stuff like that, but it's also having that understanding that if we have survived through this, our, our business is very seasonal, right? So six months, we literally don't have anything. If we can survive this of two years of drought, we can definitely survive six months of it, right? So for me, those are the couple of things that we are meant to, um, you know, take on harder things. Like we think that we are not meant to uh, do harder things, but we actually are. And there is no problem with pivoting. Like if you feel during your entrepreneurship life that you need to pivot, that this is not working out to you, for you, ask those questions and ask them regularly. It has definitely given an opportunity to work smarter and not necessarily harder. I only have now maybe less than 10 hours to dedicate to my creative business because a lot of my energy is going towards building another stream of income that I'm trying to do along with raising a family, along with providing them food and cooking for them, cleaning and stuff like that, right? Right. So being busy always doesn't mean that it's very productive. I am actually doing really well in terms of booking next year's client by I know that this is the amount of time I have that I can dedicate to, you know, put stuff out on social media or tell my team, give them directions and stuff like that. I just want to be involved with the sales call that are really important and I truly enjoy them. Right. So uh, look for opportunities are there. If you keep on whining and you don't, uh, you know, you complain, obviously you're not at that uh, space. Uh, whereas if you're open for opportunities, they are right there in front of you. Awesome. Love that. And what has the pandemic taught you as a person besides family and business? Oh, me as a person that I have more interests than one, <laughs> for sure. There are a lot of things that I'm curious about. And uh, at one point, I can only focus on one thing and that's totally okay. You know, I don't need to be multitasking. I don't need to be here, there and everywhere. But wherever I, I am, I want to be present and I want to be mindful and want to be enjoying that moment and that conversation like we're having right now. So what's next for you? What's next for all your businesses? What's next for the podcast? What goals do you have? I know we're still through 2021, but what do you have set for yourself for 2022? Ah, uh, that's a great question. So for 2022, what we are trying to focus as a business for Design Mantra, which is our event design uh, production firm, is uh, we're we are pivoting, not pivoting, we are positioning ourselves as uh, more of an experiential uh, firm. 
and taking very handful of projects, handful of clients where we both are in alignment of what they are looking for and we can produce that. So something, uh, you know, our philosophy has always been less is more in whatever we do. So we want to do fewer clients. Like I said, in 2019, we ramped up to 60 events. Uh, I want to keep to a comfortable range of 15 to 20 clients, but really good clients in the sense, you know, we are best buddies kind of feel basically, right? Where we understand exactly what we are deliver and they respect and appreciate what value we have to bring on board for them. And uh, I envision, I my goal is that um, I just need to be involved, like I said, uh, through the relationship building part, uh, but all the admin, the execution of it uh, can be implemented by, by, my, by my team. So I want to go into that direction. And then what I want to do from the mortgage side of things is I want to learn as much as possible. I want to help as many people as I can over the next you know, uh, 12 to 18 months and uh, be very knowledgeable. So if somebody wants help with financing their first home, fifth property, whatever it is, I should be able to, depending upon what your situation is, um, I should be able to get an answer to you or at least strategize and give you the best solution so that, uh, you know, we are making the best bang for your buck. So that's where I, I, I'm looking uh, to proceed. And uh, those would be my, some of my business goals. Awesome. Well, you know, Supriya, you shared so much information from all your different businesses and thank you for sharing your podcast and where can the listeners find you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there are a couple of places where I'm pretty active. Um, social media, if you are there, Instagram on Design Mantra, Mantra with two A's in the end. Um, that's where the design company is. And uh, Curators Club, uh, that is the Instagram handle for our podcast. Awesome. Awesome. And for all the listeners out there, you know, everything is going to be in the show notes, but Supriya, thank you so much for coming onto the show, sharing your entrepreneur journey. Um, It's fantastic. And I hope it helps somebody out there who's on that same journey and, you know, you just got to push forward. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Angelica. Like you said, you know, I know being a podcaster, I know how much it takes to plan the content, to bring on, you know, guests who will add value to your listeners and just the production, pre-production, post-production. It's a lot of work. So I really commend you for taking on this project and doing very well with it. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, to all my listeners out there, thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken. A.K.A. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to to a little bit of everything everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.